0: Good morning, New Eden! Today is October 17th, 2021, and welcome to the Federation Frontline Report, a podcast about EVE Online with a focus on faction warfare. I'm your host, Frozen Fallout. My co host is Samson.
1: Good morning, New Eden.
0: Today we have a really special guest, the leader of Ateron Robotics, Astarathé.
2: Greetings, fellow Empyreans. I am Ash Farathi. It is good to be here, and I do want to point out I'm not actually the CEO of Aderon Robotics. Uh, I am the leader of uh, Convocation of Imperians, which is basically what Aderon Robotics is part of.
0: Oh, I do apologize. Ah, oh, man, I, I screwed that up so many times when I'm interviewing people. So I, do, do you also... arrangement. Okay, so you are part of uh, of Robotics in and out sometimes, though. Is that correct? Or are you fully right. independent? So
2: so basically, the Convocation of Empyreans uh, maximizes player engagement with EVE Online, and as part of that we have a Faction Warfare group. Well, in EVE Online you can't have part of your alliance in Faction Warfare and part of your alliance outside of Faction Warfare, so Aderon Robotics is is effectively the Faction Warfare Corporation for the Convocation of Empyreans, so as such, I do go back and forth depending on whether or not I'm dealing with affairs um, on like the Convocation high-sex side or on the you know Aeron Robotics sex side, but I also have alts in both sides.
0: Okay, so yeah, that definitely that makes a lot of sense. But,
2: but to bring it all home, uh, Kurik is actually I left Kurik in charge. Well, Kurik is now the CEO of Aeron Robotics, so he manages the day-to-day affairs. He functions as their advocate, as a director on in the convocation of Imperians, etc.
0: Okay, yep. So that definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, so tell us. Let's kind of start this. Like pull it back a little bit here. How did you even just get started playing Eve? When when was that about? And what got you interested in this game? Uh,
2: I it was in two thousand and ten, um, and I was actually visiting the at, like the local card shop, um, and I was looking at their new whether or not they had any Vampire the Requiem books that I had because I was a big World of Darkness fan first. Uh, oh, that's sweet. What I was, i like to joke around about the fact that i'm i brought i was brought here by world of darkness
1: but uh so the
2: guy who one of the guys i knew that worked at the shop as i was checking out was like oh yeah did you know that this game you know white Wolf just got bought out by CCB? i was like yeah i i, I heard about that it's like yeah you should check out eve online and like it'd been in my periphery i had actually gone to pax uh, a couple of years earlier and i was like i'm a hardcore wow raider convince me to join your game and they're like We'll just go around and check out what's going on. And I went around, and I don't know if you have know this, but, like, EVE is a really, really boring game if you have no idea what's happening and you're just looking over somebody's yes.
1: door. Yes, yeah. So
2: I, I was just I was completely sheets. not convinced, and I walked away. So, like, it took that and actually my other friend in college, both within about a couple of weeks, recommending me check it out, that made me uh, go ahead and jump in.
0: That's interesting. yeah, i'm I'm a huge world of darkness fan as well. I have a podcast for World of Darkness um, stuff that I do an actual play that I run every Monday um i'm and i got into eve online before they got bought out by white wolf but i was super excited about white wolf getting bought by ccp i thought that there was going to be an awesome morpg that was going to come out it was going to be like a merger of these two crazy worlds <laughs> that we could the, even white wolf had a corporation uh, like an npc-ish type kind of corporation in eve online that was kind of interesting i I was looking at that uh, for a little while, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting how many people um, play World of Darkness and play Eve Online as well. I, I find that there's a large percentage of people who either do Vampire: The Masquerade or you know, it kind of almost feels very similar
1: to uh, yeah to that. And I, and though I I don't currently, I wouldn't mind getting back into White Wolf. I did a lot in the past.
2: What I, what I always found interesting um, was that even though those two companies were completely developed separately, they both hinged on this everything-has-five-point system. Mm-hmm. So they would have been able to merge in a very, you know, logical way. Um, I had always had concerns about it because, you know, just their aspirations were so big. But, you know, it's like if anybody could do it, they could. The good thing that did come out of that merger, I would say, is that... CCP did actually get a lot of the writers and stuff from World of Darkness, and they're still part of the Eve team now.
1: Oh, that's awesome! That's good to hear. That I did awesome. not know that. I, I honestly, to be perfectly honest, I had no idea CCP bought was <laughs> bought out White Wolf. I didn't know that until just now. And they now they the have sold years sold them old now. So oh, okay, right. um, That well, paradox so, owns it. See, right. I'm way behind on that. Right.
2: Well, <laughs> what actually happened was, uh, so they they split the book rights and the, like, license rights, Mm -hmm. right? So, So, um... Onyx Pass did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, uh, I think it's Obsidian. I I can't remember the actual name, but, like, Mm -hmm. what they ended up doing was they started launching Kickstarters. And so Mm. if you are interested in World of Darkness, it has gone in a really interesting direction, not just, like, the third edition stuff that goes back to the day, but, like, they published Demon, which is, like, Matrix in, in... the world of darkness universe i like, i'm okay.
0: a I've, I've run demon at uh gen con um and it's an integral part of of my universe that i've created for the world of darkness um and yeah it, there's so much stuff
2: that they've created that's right eh. and so my um, my understanding about that situation is that they uh basically split off the group that was interested in continuing the publishing it was like hey if you can figure out financing you can do it and lo and behold they figured out financing because every single one of their Kickstarters dunked it. And uh, and then meanwhile, CCP retained the rights to produce like the World of Darkness video game and all that stuff. And that's what they sold off to Paradox, eventually.
0: Yeah, yep, that all makes a lot of sense. It's very complicated. Clearly what
2: you brought me here for.
0: Right. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. I was about to say, let's slip it uh, slip. Well, it we're going to go and... into
1: the history of White Wolf now. Let's I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So conversation. yeah. conversation.
0: You guys are all here for uh, Vampire the Masquerade, right? That's where we're doing uh, hey, uh, actual Frozen. play. Can you...
1: So, <laughs> Can you turn the the background music down just oh, a tad? Yeah. Chat says it's a little loud. Yep, I can definitely do thank that. I was you, wondering sir. about that.
0: Thank you very much, chat.
1: Always, yeah. always a Always. Uh, without Without a mod, unfortunately. Yes, thank you very much, chat. It's hard. it's hard to do it ourselves because I need to hear you guys. Um, I guess I guess I could actually listen, but then it's going to be confusing for me later.
2: <laughs> my, so I remember like one, This has been seared in my memory because like when I was an earlier streamer and had less people in my chat, so somebody nobody would speak up to say such things. I think I streamed for like 30 minutes or more, or I I went an entire session and then I went back and listened to it like when I was trying to like <laughs> find the highlights and found out that it was garbage the whole time like nobody said anything but like nobody you couldn't hear anything at all the entire time and yeah like, it, it, it happens it, it felt like that dream where you're at the school and you're naked and you're like and you just realize it at the last second you're like god i need to never let this happen again so anyone who ever says that these levels are bad or anything like that as a chat member i love you
1: oh yeah absolutely <laughs> please if i don't have a if i don't have a mod present it's very yeah helpful. and we've only been streaming for like
0: 10 minutes or so, so far. So, it, it's good yeah, Good it's the time to, the show. to let us know. Um, yeah, definitely yeah, let me know it's if not, I've it down end. enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so uh, let's kind of bring it on back here and uh, let's focus in a little bit on, um, you know, what what are some of the activities that you started doing in EVE Online when you first uh, really started getting into EVE Online? What would you say your, your first fun activities were?
2: Well, so... Within a month, I, my my buddy, the second guy, the guy from college, got dragged me into a null set group with me and my girlfriend at the time. And so, like, we both got battleships so we could run like ha- sanctums, but we didn't have enough skill points to do it. So, like, I went more offensive and she went more defensive so that, like, maybe together we could do it. To- it was just miserable. And, like, <laughs> Then we went on like a camping trip and came back and all of our shit was being burned and I was just like this is great and she like quit the game and I moved back to high sec um, and w- my my buddy eventually like within a couple of months he decided to go, uh, retire from the game but he went on to go like make stuff in wormholes so he contracts me this crap like this giant pile of stuff that I had no idea what it was what it was worth or anything and so I I wandered around between different corps for a little while, just doing mission running and all that stuff, like trying to figure out any high sec corp. And it was hilarious because like, I'd join and be like, hi, uh, can you read my API? Because I would like to show you what I have. And if you can figure out what to do with it, then we can do something with it. <laughs> I swear to God, I had to go through five different corporations.
1: Gee, on, like, that, yeah, reading. because that's not a trap. <laughs>
2: well, like, no, well, I mean, most of them just had no idea what even to to nobody even looked like they're there's mm-hmm. if you just randomly start joining high sec corporations you will get basically vacant <laughs> you know leadership or whatever most of the time I found um, So I eventually ran into Marcel sure. Devereaux um, and I ran into him because at the time uh, I was an Android programmer and I wanted to you know get my chops up and he was the maker of the aura app for Android um, and so I messaged oh. him and I was like hey man can I help I love you out that with thing. your app? Yeah, wasn't it great? Um, and he was like, "Oh well, see, I work for Google, so I kind of had used some proprietary stuff, so I can't let anybody else work on my stuff. But you can come be part of my corp." And that's how I joined Aetheron. And so we did, you know, some high sec stuff, and then started getting to some PvP with some pirates and all that stuff. Um, but there was a lot of contention because, like, the more we worked out with the pirates, the more our standing started to go down. But meanwhile, we also had like one of the largest industry wings in the Galente area because one of our, you know, we basically, we joined an uh, industrial alliance, took all of their leading industrialists and then left. So we had this like really sophisticated uh, industrial team. And of course, we had a senior developer at Google as our CEO. So we had every fucking tool we could possibly dream of. Uh, In fact, there were special. You were winning. Yeah, there was there are special functions in aura that other people didn't even know about because it detected if you were in the aideron robotics corporation and unlocked additional functionality uh, like for us to be able to communicate with each other and stuff and forms and stuff yeah it was pretty cool anyway uh <laughs> so we did that and then uh but there's like a, always this kind of tension between the people that wanted to go do pvp and their struggle to keep their standings up and the people who were part of that industrial wing and then inferno happened
1: you know it's always been really crazy to me now that we've interviewed several people uh that all of these like n- early on eve stories they sound like you know when you founded your fortune 500 company you know what i mean <laughs> like that's how they all sound like they're starting you know like and and, and i mean maybe and they are in, in a lot of cases you know what i mean in game and sometimes outside of game yeah
2: yeah I mean, I think that a lot of that's because to to have a success story necessitates you go through all of that kind of stuff. Like very mm. very few stories mm-hmm. just end at the you know, end at the end, as it were.
0: <laughs> yeah. The end is so the what, beginning. What happened in Inferno?
2: Inferno was the major uh, faction warfare change.
0: Okay. Um, yep. So I'm a little bit familiar with this. I remember, I do remember you guys when you guys first joined Faction Warfare, and it was like, oh, there's this crazy industry group in Faction Warfare. This is so crazy. Like, because I was part of, um, running X Meta at the time, uh, Mech Enterprises Fleet, and then, um, we were in the Valora Chords at that time. Um, and yeah, those, those were some crazy times. So, the big change that happened... I don't think I was actually around for the big change to Faction Warfare.
2: Yeah. Um, so, Inferno had two parts to it, right? So, Inferno Part 1 was the actual Inferno release, which was when they... It was the big Faction Warfare overhaul. I honestly can't give you too much details about, like, the before times, the long, long ago. Um, Is this when they went down to
0: like one rat? Classified of like no no no. That rats? was part two. That was part okay, two. Okay. So
2: but but part one, uh, I from my understanding, before Inferno, basically plexes spawned at the beginning of the day, mm. and when they were done, they were done. So like yeah. oh was um, that also uh... when we if you
0: got up to tier five, the store was cheap.
2: Yes. 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 Infer- Inferno oh, was my... the one that introduced the reward system, and it was broke AF. So we spent, yeah, we spent the first, uh, you know, several months of Inferno running around in no-gun incurses, uh, orbiting Plexes. And I know my buddy, he happened to already have, like, good standings with the Kaldari. So he could just go into the Plexes and none of them would shoot him. In fact, they would actually shoot at the things that came in there. And so, like, he would lose, like, maybe 50 or 100 Atrons in, like, a month or something like that. And we'd all be like, oh, my God, you're losing so many of them. He's doing it all day while he's at work. Then he ma- then he told us like he made forty billion isk that month. It was like mm-hmm. I don't care about the incurses. It's like oh okay, like it was it was bonkers because yeah you're right. So the way it was then was that the tier that you were at uh, was uh, affected how much things cost in the as loyalty to How much you're rewarded. Yeah yep. exactly. So <laughs> and, but there's a another buddy, piece to it too. I had a
0: buddy that did the same exact thing where he he. he he came into faction warfare for a short amount of time. And he was like, I just made like 6 billion is when we hit tier five, like it was, and he, he was like, I don't even much at all. He wasn't playing. I still want to see
1: mine. I haven't made any money off of faction warfare, but I also, I also only like killing.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean that, well, you get what you want, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, but no, uh, the, so, the other piece to the puzzle was that, back then, if the system was vulnerable, you could still get rewards. Yes! But, defensive plexing never rewarded you with anything.
0: Right. Yep. Oh, so, yes! No.
2: Yes, that's right! Defense That was would
0: nothing. suck, right? So it was, right? It was
2: the war zone was just flipping
0: back and forth, you know, like, because it was all just offensive plexing. Nobody did defense.
2: Right. So, everybody would plex up your, you would plex up all the systems to vulnerable and then in a single week, there would just be a bash fleet that would try to flip the entire war zone as fast as possible. Yes! Meanwhile, the enemy f- group was trying to flex those systems back up so that way they could counter-flip them before the weekend because at the, m- the predetermined time, everybody would dump all their LP into whatever yes. hubs they need to, spike us up to 50, or fi- uh, uh, know, five, five <laughs> and then you have about 45 minutes to cash out before the enemy manages to pull you out of it.
0: The memories are now flowing back of that time in fact i remember when that happened yes oh my god
2: here's a fun fact uh if you ever go to a loyalty point store and you try to buy something and it lets you buy multiple of them that's because of this because legitimately we went to ccp and we were like hey uh you you're against macros we've macroed the process of buying things because we literally mechan- like we mechanically should be allowed to buy it, but mm-hmm. it, we we cannot perform enough actions to buy enough data cores in forty five minutes without <laughs> macro without botting it basically. And CCP went back and went it came back to us and was like, "Look, this isn't right to do. Uh, so botting's not okay. <laughs> but also that that's not good. So for now." Okay, but we're gonna fix it, and then when we do, no, and then that the next patch, (laughs) there's that thing, and then we didn't didn't hear
1: that. It's fixed now.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Oh yeah, that was that was a great that was there was some weird times back then. Um, It it, just the way that. weirdness of just coordinating that like if you weren't online during the tier five it only lasted like 10 minutes or something like that if i remember correctly like you could get tier four for a while but like the tier five would hit and it would just hit for like this minute amount of time and you would have to go hit it real quick buy up all your shit and then and then i like the, the, the way that it is now to be honest comparatively to that like that was horrible but It it meant for some weird times, so fun times.
2: Made us all rich, at least.
0: It it did. (laughs) We made a lot of money. A lot of money off of Action Warfare in that that time period. Uh,
2: I I lived off of that for for a couple of years. Just every once in a while, like, check the prices on the market when uh, Electronic Engineering data cores got high enough. It was just sell off a little bit more. Can't sell them off all at once, or else you'll just destroy the market. Right.
0: (laughs) The long-term I, investment.
1: I'm jealous because I never, I've never gotten to any of that stuff, been able to do any of that stuff in Eve. I don't make money in Eve. I would love to <laughs> <laughs> I just destroy things. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's all I do now too, which is interesting. So, um, tell us um, what was what, what was it like, uh, kind of running Ad- Aderon through all of this times? I know that you've done quite a uh, quite a bit of other projects with uh, Aderon um before you know the you you got to the uh, the Emporium that you you've built now or the sorry did i say that right
2: Convocation of Imperiums Convocation
0: Empirians. of Imperiums
2: Convocation yeah we just call it the convocation most of the time Convocation there we go um so there's kind of three different phases of my time in Atheron with a couple of absences in between but um you know, obviously, in the early days, it was Marcel, and I was the COO. By the time we got to faction warfare, um, and so like I led a bunch of stuff and managed it, but ultimately, Marcel was in charge, and Marcel had a lot to say about things. And he also, I mean, he 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 had the kind of personality that if you rightfully called him a dick, he would double down on that, right? Like he. He knew when he was right. He, I mean, he, like I said, he was a senior exe- like engineer at Google, right? Like, he knew he knew his shit more than pretty much anybody else. And it came across. Uh, and so, ultimately, um, strained relationships with the rest of the militia on several occasions. Um, but, you know, my job was to try to actually get things done in spite of all of this um, until finally... After a couple of years of that, I was like, fuck this. I'm done. And I leave for the first time. Uh, go off, do some like wormhole stuff. And then uh, I, I take part in World War B and then come back and no, 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 that was not World War B yet. I come back and Marcel had also quit, like sh- quit the game shortly after I did. And so I came that back seems
1: to be a theme with everybody that plays Eve. Hmm winning eve at least for a short (laughs) amount of time it's always (laughs) i've I've done this i've done it multiple times too and sometimes long
2: um well people move on after i I think that actually people stay with eve for longer than they do most games but um i think that what they do
0: is they take breaks from eve a lot of the time yeah Yeah, yeah, you say it's a forever break and then you like you bump into a buddy that's like i'm blowing shit up and they're like yeah i think
1: i think there's a there's like a time, a turning point, right, where you, you rage quit a few times and then you get to the point where you look at those rage quits and go, uh, I'm an idiot. That was dumb. Why did I stop playing the game? And that's when you get to the point where you're playing the game for real now, uh, in my opinion, and maybe you take breaks once in a while still, <laughs> but not rage quitting.
2: That's fair. Yeah, the CCB has said that it, on average it takes two to three times for somebody to to become quote unquote hooked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the research too probably it probably reflects on my if you yeah. look at my history you can see it the npc corps where i'm not doing anything
2: nice so yeah i i went back to Aderon for a period of time and by that time uh some of the other people that had been left behind had kind of taken over and started to make things happen and actually they solved one of the problems one of the things that we always had a problem with was funding right that, one of the fundamental problems with faction warfare is that there's no top level income whatsoever, mm. and yet everyone still expects things like SRP and all these. Other yeah, things. it's like yep. with what money do you want me to do that with? Yeah. Um, and so when I came back, they'd actually built up a reactions program uh, there in Fleet. and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, we have funding. This is awesome!" Like, and and I still was trying to support like the people who were there, um, but like even having me come back kind of put tension on like who the leader was supposed to be or whatever. And so, uh, once again, me and the other guy who was supposed to be the leader quit at the same time, more or less. Which makes me really feel bad about uh, Ederon altogether. But I'm like, this is not Like, actually, he quit. And then I was like, look, guys, no, I can't. This wasn't... I I came here explicitly to not be the one in charge this time. And so I had to bow out, too. And that's when I went off to go do World War B. And was part of tests, saw how other people do things. And at that time, I walked away going, you know what? I think I can do this. And so I went back to Aderon and I was like, I'm, I am want to come back again. But this time I do want to be in charge. And uh, Marcel even was in that meeting and they all like everybody agreed that it'd be OK. And then I got given CEO a couple months later. And so then from there, I was CEO for several years or for a little while. I can't. Remember. Oh, yeah. That's when, you know, that leads to the formation of FedUp and all that other stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, all Fed that up. stuff. Um, And then when FEDUP moved to NOLSEC, I I grumbled about that the whole time, but then when they moved to go join Legacy, that's when I split off to go join Malro, which was uh, our propaganda minister, the guy who actually made the FEDUP logo, who won my, my logo contest to design the FEDUP logo, I had assigned him to go into HiSEC and form a HiSEC corporation. So that way we could recruit from it, train people all right, and see whether or not we could even have a high sec corporation. Because so many high sec so often at that time, people blamed CEOs of high sec corporations for not dealing with Wardex well. And it was like, can anyone deal with Wardex well? Like, or more importantly, when CEOs say the best thing to do is just avoid the fight and they get criticized for that, like, is there a bet is there a better solution? Could, <laughs> with all of our weapons, with all of our PvP experience, could we build a, a high sec corp that would withstand it? And the, and so they did, he went and was doing that for about a year. Um, and then when, uh, like I said, when FedUp left, I actually went to go join him. And that's about also when I started streaming. And shortly thereafter, they, or at about the same time, they made the deck changes. So I started streaming and uh, invasions happened. And that just made uh, Mauro blow up. It went from like fi- 20 people to a thousand people. Um, and Holy so, shit. Yeah. So then at the end of the uh, next year, you know, at the new year, I decided that like we needed to have an identity that was beyond all these little like things that we've created already so you know one banner that is our own thing that we could actually make our own icon for because these corporations you know you have to use ccp's uh tools which are not great let's please give us more tools for corporation icons to be made anyway um so that's why we made the convocation of Empyreans. so um that's how it kind of all fits together
0: that's awesome that is that is a cool story dude um Man, that it's it's uh it's interesting because um you formed up with fed up with uh X meta, right?
2: Right. So that's a fun story too. Um I'd like basically... to hear about
0: that story because I've never heard the whole story and I used to so I founded we X Meta. Like uh that was a whole thing with just me and my buddies that were getting together and I was like, I wanna do faction warfare, i you know, it just came out, and it was like this is the opportunity for us to build a real PvP corporation, dudes. And like my friends were like, okay, let's let's do this. And you know, some of them got in on it, and I ended up, um, you know, I've joined Valor Accords, I did a whole bunch of stuff with with faction warfare. It was a lot of fun. And then I got, and then I went to a Goonsworn party in in Madison. Um, and I was like, I love. I hear that's out how it goons. goes. I love. I I love hanging out with goons personally it's the parties that they throw in madison the people that they are in the real world is just a blast i just don't like 0.0 living you know i've always i whenever i'm talking to you know the leadership it's always like i'm not i'm in the imperium but i'm not in the any alliance or corporation that's in the imperium I'm, i'm here to hang out with you guys and party um and so I ended up leaving faction warfare and and um, I want to say it was pyro or can't remember off the top of my head who I left it to but I left somebody or left somebody in charge of X meta and I was like they were like you should be you should just have your alt be the uh, uh, CEO and you can keep running things while you're doing goon swarm stuff and I'm like, no, you guys are doing good. There's a lot of killing that's going on. Just take over the corporation. It's all yours, 100%. And they went on to like create this alliance with you guys and I never heard the story. Like I don't I don't know. I just saw fed up on the map and I'm like, "What the hell's going on here?" <laughs> like that's so fucking cool. Uh, so I would love to hear that story if, if you'd be willing yeah, to Yeah, and tell I'm pretty
1: it. sure I've I've killed people from both uh alliances and and your corporations i make no apologies but we're cool now
2: as well you shouldn't um so (laughs) basically uh where do i begin with this um we were coming off of the galente civil war um our draw or i guess wang's now um had moved into Sugerento a few years back and therefore had to deal with being under the cloud of snuff who uh, while they didn't have the titans that they have now thanks to the Imperium uh, they were still one of the major forces to reckon with at the time Um, so most of the militia dealt with this by living outside of reach of uh, snuff in places like Nenamelia We survived by living in Flea is kind of funny because like in one direction you have shadow cartel and in the other direction we had snuff. And so if one side harassed us a little bit too much, the other side would come and get involved. And so between that, we could at least, you know, get by. Uh, And so like that was our solution. But like our draw chose to live directly under uh, Snuff's shadow. And at that point, you either fight them or you join them. And by, I think it was 2015, I can't remember, uh, Ardra had fully blued snuff. And that triggered uh, all of the other major alliances in our groups within Galente protection Warfare, Cowboy Bebop, Valora Accords, uh, and uh, whatnot, to our Ardra to try to force them out of the militia i had just gotten back from like i just taken over like less than a month before all of this started to kick off and they're like oh you got to join the war and so i i of course somebody warned me at the time too uh i i stayed neutral which pissed off both sides um but you know we we just kind of hunkered down and flee during that time but ultimately the gal mill failed to push our draw out of the militia because how were you going to do that and so this kind of tense understanding has was starting to emerge but either way my point was is that the gal mill was way more fractured than it had been in the past previously the cow mill had greater numbers because who doesn't who wants to get locked out of jita but the Galente had better organization. We were tighter. We had more organization. We, uh, we, we wanted to fight more, you know, whatever. And that's how, we, that's how the balance was. I remember
0: us being so bloodthirsty back in the day. Like, Galente was just this, like, we're here to murder you, motherfuckers. And the, Galen- yep. and the oh. faction warfare and money is kind of nice, but murder is so much
1: fun. Join the right faction, I guess.
2: It's also worth noting that uh, prior to Inferno, the Caldari had a civil war. That they were just coming after, uh, off of. During Remember that. So in the same way, the Galente had a civil war, and that left us weak during Ascension, when Alpha alphas were first introduced. And oh, I I was I knew that they were going to be huge for faction warfare, and so I tried to preach to the rest of Galmill uh, you know, come on, we gotta, we gotta, get ready for these alphas. We gotta embrace them. We gotta bring them in. And by that point, Galmill had become elitist and rich, and like, either way, they were dismissive of this idea. Meanwhile, the Calmill uh, sucked up new bros like hell, and so the war zone instantly starts to burn. Now, we we hadn't lost the militia, the war zone, in any significant means since the second uh, change of Inferno, and so this was a huge surprise by uh to the northern half of the war zone and while they tried to defend they failed they lost a couple of key uh conflicts and so there was a meeting with all of the officer or all of the leadership of Galmil gr- groups to discuss the situation and it was proposed by I think Roy Henry uh that we can't fight this and and that we should move our stuff out of the militia or out of the war zone area let them burn through and get bored and then take it back and my response was they'll take Fleet when they can take it from me and i left the channel uh that (laughs) night i got contacted by contra uh who uh was at that point in charge of x meta yep i know contra
0: yeah i remember him very well
2: and he was like hey man I, I want to fight too. you know, like everybody else is pushing out. You don't want to. And meanwhile, we had actually held the south pretty well because that's what we were focused on. Um, and so he's like, can we go come crash on our couch? Meanwhile, I can't keep a military director to keep to save my soul. Every single war campaign that we do, like I burn out a military director. So the fact that, you know, this this really, you know, combat oriented group wanted to come and be part of us. And especially this, uh, you know, FC military leader uh, wanted to come and be an ally with us. Um, We started immediately discussing how we could begin to work together. And within about a month of successful operations and holding the South when nobody else thought we would. uh, That was when it was like, okay, well, this worked out. We should make an alliance. And, uh, you know, after some discussion, the idea of Federation uprising or fed up was perfect because we were fed up with the way that the rest of galmill had become and we wanted to represent a new uh,
0: i love that you know, name a more
2: invigorated uh, galmill
0: and when i when i heard that name i was like that is beautiful it's yeah. the most beautiful uh name for an alliance and um you know i i still think uh that that's you know it it's it's interesting what happened with them I, 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 when you guys were doing 0. 0.0 and being part of the faction warfare, um, I'm sure you're going to get to that, but I always found that to be a really interesting aspect um, of of what that was possibly like during that, those time periods. But, uh, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll let you continue, though. But, yeah, sorry, I just, I found, I just love that name so much.
2: Yeah, it, it was one of those things, like, let's be honest naming something is often the hardest fucking thing and like nobody prepares for i don't know if you let swearing in here but uh oh swear away oh, wait, fuck, right? yeah swear away okay because, good yeah uh so um fuck yeah but yeah like we sat around for like an hour kicking around ideas and like how are we going to make we've we've fought wars against these guys we've done all this stuff and yet like we might rip ourselves apart by not being able to agree on what the fuck to call it right um and then fed up was suggested and it, I, I i think it was silver but i can't remember who exactly suggested it but the moment that that was kicked out there federation uprising short pet fed up it was done that was the correct name we just that we we were just searching for that the whole time and didn't know it uh but yeah so fed up was was really successful um very successful and managed to push back and you know with the rest of the gal mill we 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 pretty much won all of the Warzone back except for the last couple of systems. And meanwhile, I was having to spend more and more time away from the game because of my real life, you know, uh, my family and all that stuff. So I was kind of defaulting more and more um, leadership to Contra and them. And so the first idea was that we were going to have a, a field trip we were going to go, we went over to the Amar Mimitar war zone. I was supposed to, you know, see how that went for a little time. And then we broke it in half in like half a week or something like that. So we were like, <laughs> well, that was fun. And then, uh, that was when kind of the, the idea of the major groups of Galente taking a chunk of Cloud ring, uh, including our draw cowboy bebop and, um, and fed up. And so this was summer camp. And, like, like I said, I, I was already humming and hawing. Another because, beautiful
0: name. Another beautiful name. <laughs> uh,
2: I, you know, I I when we made Fed Up, one of my ideas was like the the CEO or like the the head of the executive corporation was an NPC, right? He's like canon like in our head canon or whatever. He's a member of like the Galente that is part of our contract like fed up has a very specific charter to hold the southern half of the war zone my hope was is that with that kind of external uh directive it would prevent kind of what happened but uh yeah so when we took null like it was still important to do faction warfare stuff as well but honestly cloud ring I mean Cloud Ring is an extension out of Nilsac, right so mm-hmm. it it not only made it so that it some give us something to do when the caldari weren't fighting us but it also gave us a reason to keep that kind of upper right or upper left hand region that is what leads into it so that was i thought
0: cool. that was perfect positioning like um i always i always found it interesting the the owning of that war zone and then or that that Cloud Ring area and then control and then being able to be right back into faction warfare out of your faction you know out of that it it seemed like a really good idea from from an external p- person looking on at that and not really knowing anything about what was going on in in the midst of it but it seemed like a beautiful idea
2: i'm pretty convinced at this point it's it's kind of the thing to do once you've won the war zone like that's like begin to encroach into Nullsec, i think is is the correct answer um but the thing is is that Nullsec changes people Especially leadership, right? Like you go from a faction warfare group with zero high level to income to ratting taxes, and there's almost no going back, right? Like they, they right, see you the light. That,
0: you get that isk, and you're like, oh man! Like I can shower in this shit now.
2: Right, but more importantly, now it's like now they can fo- now they can focus on having nice things and fighting and and you know all that kind of stuff. And so bigger fleets, bigger fights, chasing the content as opposed to wanting to hold the war zone, objective-oriented, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, then the the uh, Faction Fortizar's uh, changeover was announced, and so we decided to hold uh, our area long enough to be able to get our, I think, three Faction Fortizar's. And it was a pretty, like, there was a pretty epic fight. I have a, in, according to some people, extremely cringy uh like motivational video the night before uh this uh timer with uh it was white white legion i think it was um or black whatever um but you know we fought slice we fought a lot of people in order to do it and ultimately we we kept the space um but then our draw backstabbed everybody and every the whole area started to burn and so then the idea was like what to do next and we had already extended a little bit into, uh, I don't even remember, uh, pure blind, because it was like nicer space. Um, and so when they started, they burned it all, both sides. And so there was like, what are we going to do? Discussion about which side they were going to join, and ultimately they, like I said, they decided to join Legacy. And that was when I knew it was like, this. I can't I can't walk this road with you anymore right and this is so, going
0: down the road of your your sec alliance now not not yeah. a faction warfare alliance
2: and and Aeron I, I left Aeron in the hands of a guy named Bayonnex because uh, quite honestly bayonex is pretty much the reason why I went back to Aeron when I wanted to have a Corp instead of making like a whole new one because he was uh, one of them he's a jump freighter pilot he's been kind of the backbone of Aeron for a long time when it comes to making our logistics work. And as everybody who's lived, tried to live in Los world knows that's an incredibly important piece to all of this. So, um, you know, he was given CEO and at a certain point, Oh, what it was, was the, you know, Hey, Contra, uh, the, the Caldari are getting a little bit stronger. We should probably do some stuff over in the war zone too. Now nah, it's not a big problem. Oh, okay. Well, Hey, hey, they're they're getting to Fleet. We should we should probably do something about that. No, no, we got we got more important we got important stuff to do here. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, they took Fleet. We're going to go take care of this. And the uh the leader the other guy uh, the contrary and all them were still like, no, you're not you know don't do stuff in the war zone. We have to do stuff here. So Aderon said, screw this. We you know stayed to their roots and went back retook Fliette, and uh has been back in the war zone ever since and so what was the what was the
0: date around for
2: that oh boy i i want to say two two years now three years two oh shoot i don't even remember uh somewhere in there Time, time is an illusion. Cause I do, I know, and I remember, cause I, it's like
0: right around the time that I started getting back into faction warfare is that I saw that Aderon was back in faction warfare. So it might, it probably was before you guys probably got back in before I got back in. Um, but yeah, I just remember it was kind of time to, around the, about that time where I'm like, man, I want to do faction warfare again. I am just sick of of this, and I came back for a very short amount of time and. There was some some action that was kind of going on, and and then and then I got into pirating a whole bunch with uh, Samson, <laughs> and I was like, uh, "Okay, my gonna, bad. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna not do faction warfare for a little while and just pirate the living fuck out of the
1: world." And uh, I was gonna say, all this stuff happened before I even existed. <laughs> well, you existed. You were just well. I know, but it's 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 crazy. Like Eve has so much player created. Content, meta, and otherwise, in game, out game, whatever you want to call it, like it's it's insane. Like this is a history. It's a beautiful thing that that you know it's that the players have created this. This exists. It's real. It's tangible. It's canon now for Eve, right?
2: It's not canonical though because it, it unlike a lot of other like in WoW. You know, the fact that some raid guild managed to be the first to fell a group or whatever, like, yeah. that's really important. And it like makes everybody's news and it means something and it's culturally significant. But in three years, you don't point at something and say, this is this way because these people did this thing.
1: Yeah, right? no, know. Not in, in, wow. in,
2: in EVE. We're, I tell these stories, not because I like to sit around and tell stories and people do it, but people go, well, what about this? And it's like, well, in order to explain that, I have to now go back to 2013. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, this is all matters. It all matters. It all explains why things are the way that they are. I, I have to that say, I game.
0: love your storytelling on a historian kind of point of view. You seem to have a memory that, yeah, like, I'm a we, bullshit we, storyteller. I'm the, like, sitting we, down with, like, a, a, a Vampire the Masquerade game or whatever, and I just get to make shit up all day long. Um, but as soon as you're like, so when did you do this? Or, when, or you know, I, I I literally, the only thing I remember about Faction Warfare way back in the day was running around a button at a billion miles an hour with that fucking Atron avoiding the mm-hmm. 40,000 missiles that were chasing me. Like, I remember instances <laughs> like that shit, but I was, like, reading through some old form posts. I don't know if you were involved in the, the like, when Valor Accords and stuff had, like, the militia um, forms and, like, Funk, uh, what was that? Uh, it was... Funky Bacon? Yeah, Funky Bacon and, like, a bunch of other, uh, like, groups were inside of there talking... And there's just some, I, I have, let me see, I'm going to pull up an old, so this would be, I'm pulling it up right now here real quick, so this would be stuff that happened around 2008, like June of 2008, I have like June to 2008 to like July of all these like crazy forum posts about like, taking the fight to Nervokajkin. Federation pilots raid into Nervenkaiken and they like talk you know like they give like a battle report of like what was going on there that it in another display of disdain for the Keldari Navy the State Protector Militia Frederick something name I can't say and his dead patriot shop comrades letter raid into Kaiken. Um, system and the evening of the sixth, and like so, it was just all this crazy forum post stuff about what was going on. I just I don't know if you remember those days in in the old uh, forums, uh, but I always that's the only stuff that I can remember because I have like documentation of it. There there's not even like YouTube stuff out f- of around that time because it was still new to be a streamer or anything like that during two thousand and eight.
2: well, even a, a YouTube person or making right. videos for youtube. Yeah, I guess it, uh,
0: streaming wasn't really existent because of the technology constraints. It, it was
2: still called machinima then. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and god bless Juliana Soder, man. Like it's funny because I've even had to do some research to looking back to some of the lore events that happened at that time. And so I was like digging into some sleeper stuff and I pull it up, and there, Juliana Soder's name pops up as one of the people talking about stuff and putting in records. And I'm like, you, Jesus, dude, you've been around for a while. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, been involved in this stuff for a while. He also, uh, I don't know if you know this, but in this last election for the Glente Federation, he was allowed to be a candidate. He didn't get very many votes, but he was an official candidate for the president of the Federation.
0: Really? that's Absolutely. awesome because i know julius pretty well because i was that's when i led the uh x meta is when we were um they were they first formed the velour Accords, and i like was one of the original corporations that joined up with it back in the the formation of it um and i remember just being we were like we're just the fucking pit bulls of you you know just point us somewhere and we'll go murder people we're not going to take systems for you but we will murder all day long for you. And that's what we want to do here. The only reason why I left Velora Accords. Is because I didn't want to get them embroidered. In a, a stupid war that we had over Hain. With a bunch of fucking idiots. When <laughs> they like came in. And they were like. This is our land. And we're like no it's not. Like let us show you what happens. When you piss off a PvP corporation in Losec. You're war decked." We've left our alliance and we're coming to murder your ass. And <laughs> it, was, it was a very sad day for them. They lost a lot of shit in hand. Um But so the only and reason it... why I left below records is because I just didn't want them to be embroidered in a war. And actually, Ju- Julius, when I talked to him about it, like I left it and I like let him know what was going on and left. And then and he was like, got back to me. He's like, dude, you didn't need to leave. We would have come murdered people with you. We can war deck people. And I'm like, I just didn't want you to have to deal with bullshit. But yeah so that's that's crazy that he was leader of uh or that he was uh up for an ad- so this was the npc vote
2: oh did i lose you uh sorry i hit the wrong button to talk ah. uh <laughs> so yeah um he he put up a website called soder for Fe- president um, and you know, it, yes, the MPC vote, the, like the Galente Federation itself, not like a player organization or anything like that. Right. Um, and you know, he, he went forth as if he was legitimately running for president, put up like in game in character forums. And, and like I said, he had a whole website and stuff. And I remember even CCP, some uh, somebody from CCP, I'm not going to say who contacted me and, and was like. Who's this Juliana Soder guy? Is he for real? And I'm like, oh, oh, he's he's as real as you get. <laughs> and so uh on uh December 12th, 2019, there's a world news article called Galactic Hour News Roundup Yule Festival Trading and Talks Edition, which has the uh in other news headline of capsuleer candidate G- General Juliana Soder, eligible for presidential election fee funds under federal military provisions, because you know, in in the federation, wow. they can't fund their own election. They they have to get the pass. Did,
0: did then, you, you said they released numbers on is this? Is like like yeah. billions of humans that voted for, it, or like you know NPC humans that that voted? Like, I'm just wondering on the numbers because isn't there like trillions of humans in Eve Online?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, hold on one second. Gotta find so those. there's. The the next thing is um, the election special voting for new president underway, where it says Mentis Black, former Senate. Oh, also, it's worth noting that during the presidential election, there was also an assassination attempt. I remember that. Against every presidential candidate except Mentis Black and (laughs) Juliana Soder.
0: Can't assassinate a pod pilot, so.
2: That's true. Anyway, Menzies Black, former Senate head of Chief uh, Head and Chief of Federal Intelligence Office, has performed relatively poorly in polling despite his aggressive attempts to project himself as the face of Galente's prosperity with security. Our analysis team suggests much of his appeal has been undercut by the strong security record of Governor Agard and the insurgent campaign of Federal Defense Union Gen- General Juliana Soder, while the latter is trailing among the most prominent candidates, Voters inclined to back hawkish views have been split across three campaigns. With Black's spotted record of Black's spotted record of FIO head hurting him.
0: Interesting. So, do you, do you know, like, kind of leading off of that? Do you know why he's in? Is is he in faction in M- mimitar faction warfare with the Valora chords now? Right.
2: Uh, correct. So, actually, um. That goes back to a different world news, which is 2020-12-31, uh, Galactic Hour News Roundup, New Year, New Ye- Eden. And in that, there's the headline, Former Glente Presidential Candidate Juliana Soder Withdraws Volor Accords Alliance from Caldari-Galente Warzone.
0: Oh, wow. That hit the news. Yep. That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> so do you do you know anything about that why 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 he left or what what's going? i was so surprised when i looked at uh you know i like people fall every day like you know that that makes a lot of sense when like people are like okay we're just not doing this alliance or anything but when i found out like i thought the valor Accords were gone for good like that they didn't exist anymore because i didn't see him in faction warfare in the galente side and all of a sudden i look at the kill board and i'm like wait a minute the Valoricords, they're over on the side of the Mimitar. What happened here? So I was just wondering if you had any any info on that. Not that, you know, you would, but maybe you do.
2: Um, as, as Snuff gained power and Black Rise uh, rotted under, you know, neglect of faction warfare mechanics and citadels, uh, eventually Valoricord decided that it was cooler to go hang out with the Mimitar Mar Warzone, which was popping off.
0: Oh, that makes that makes sense. Um, you know, that's... I mean, it was a
2: simply pr- it was a hundred percent practical decision.
0: Yep, yeah. And sometimes you just have to, like, you know, you you've got a brand, but you know, you've got also got people you got to appease, and if your people aren't happy, um, you know, sometimes you got to look for new content, uh, even if your brand is is going to be changed. I guess I don't I don't know if the did they change their branding? Are they still? Are they like over there? I just, I the one thing I wish with Eve is that there was more people that were just announcing what the hell they were doing, regardless of how little quote unquote they are in the grand scheme of things. Like I just, I just want to hear more about what's happening out in the universe, and it seems like you got to like grab in people and pull them into a podcast in order to find out what's going on in in the smaller areas of Eve Online. But you do a lot of that. You do a lot of really cool stuff for. um for your YouTube channel. so You've got like all this. Uh... But one thing I noticed, and I kind of wanted to ask this question was, I don't see a lot of faction warfare stuff, at least not recently. Um, I was wondering what, what your, uh, if you could tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel and, and the, the streaming that you do on Twitch uh, and just kind of go over some of
1: that stuff.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, ironically, things have kind of changed for me during you know, the 2014, 13, 2013, all that time, during what many people would consider the golden age of uh, faction warfare, that is one of the reasons why I got deeper and deeper into, like, writing for EVE and stuff like that. Because what i come to terms with was the fact that, like, everybody shit on faction warfare. Um, and that's because... But majority because... No one was telling faction warfare's story, right? Mm-hmm. No one was uh, standing up there saying, "No, wait, this is actually cool stuff is happening." And so I kind of dedicated myself to be that voice wherever I could be it for a long time. And then, um, like when Rubicon happened and Caroline Starr and all that stuff, I and I was the one of the hosts of uh, Hydrostatic Podcast, which was actually. All three of us were officers from Aderon Robotics, originally. Um, so when that happened, we, we uh, like I knew that this was going to be a really important lore event. And so I contacted everyone I knew that had anything to do with the lore, and we did the lore panel. And we had already kind of gotten known as the lore podcast, even though it was literally only one segment out of three in every single episode. But, like, being the only podcast that was discussing the lore at all, we are by default the lore podcast. <laughs> and, and the fact that things kind of kicked off with the Drifters and everything really locked that in further. So um, and, and honestly, as, as Faction Warfare kind of decayed further and further, I became less interested in, you know, championing for it. So, uh, you know, I, as, as I mentioned, you know, obviously, I went off and did, like, invasions and stuff like that for a long time uh, for my stream. Invasions was incredibly good for streaming. Uh, you know when I started first started streaming, I did the abyss, which I still recommend for streamers to do and I still do it quite a bit. Um, can you ex- uh, the, real
0: quick, can you explain that real quick? What's the abyss?
2: The abyss is a timed semi-random three room instance dungeon in which you are given 20 minutes to complete three combat scenarios with either a single cruiser, two destroyers or three frigates. If you succeed, you get three chances of money, uh, you know, loot, which is uh, multiplied depending on what tier of difficulty you're doing. Uh, if you fail to get it done in time or get killed, you, your pod, and everything else is destroyed completely. Um, yeah, so it's pretty exciting. Um, tier, it, it's divided into technically seven tiers of difficulty with tier zero being more or less the training tier all the way up to tier six. Which is incredibly difficult to be consistently, you know, even the best ships and the best pilots with the best implants have difficulty not losing a ship in T- T6. Um, but, you know, th- it's a really good source of ISC even at like lower tiers. Um, and it trains pretty good piloting and teaches you uh, electronic warfare and such because you'll encounter all different kinds of electronic warfare and it'll challenge your ships in different ways. And there are five different kinds of weather which affect your ships in different ways, but you can you select what weather you're running. So that, that changes what kind of ships you can do. Like for instance, uh, a good example is electricals. So electricals will reduce your EM resistance. So you need to be pretty careful about that one way or another, but it'll double your capacitor recharge. So ships that are not cap stable in the real world will be cap stable in the, in an electrical abyss and so you can make builds that are you know you can get an mr laser build that wouldn't be cap stable and but is viable in in electricals or you know whatever um, or Interesting, can use, and like, so you huge just sh- shield boosters
0: and so you found this to be like something that it, because it's a time trial kind of thing it's kind of hard uh, I, i'm guessing you do the higher level stuff when you're when you're streaming or what uh, just I just have always I haven't done anything with the abyss to I have mean, minor stuff but um, it might be something that would be kind of fun to stream and um, I'm just kind of interested in your your comment that you're saying that that's something that yeah. a lot of people are interested in.
2: So so one of the biggest problems with being an EVE streamer is it's like how do I get content like period right and so the abyss functions as a you know you hit the button. Things are exciting for up to 20 minutes and then you're done. And like as a streamer, that's perfect. Right. Like it's the same as like because this is something I thought about when I was when I was figuring out streaming Eve, because I would stream for like eight hours, 10 hours a day. Right. And I think I thought to myself, like, how do other streamers work? Right. How does it how is it like to stream League of Legends? What are they doing in these things? And the and the thing is, is that there's always this cycle. Right. Of like the game and then the queuing or the downtime between the game like the game or or minecraft right there's times where you need to focus on something but then there's these long times where there's kind of a lull and those are the times where the the inner the streamer can like interject themselves and be the entertaining one so like the game takes over for periods of time and lets you relax and then uh you take over when the isn't doing that well And so you can create this nice little rhythm, depending on what kind of game you're playing. Eve is awful for that. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, uh, yeah. So, like, in that sense, uh, the Abyss is really cool. Like, it all, like, the the chances of there being, like, a really close cut or, you know, like, am I going to make it in time or, (laughs) oh, like, I'll be able to make it if. It's not this next room. It, as long as it's not the road drone room, I'm good. You jump through, it's the road drone room. Fuck! Like that is <laughs> drama, right? Like that is that makes good streaming.
0: That's interesting. I like that. Yeah, that when you're putting it at that that nose where you you have the possibility of being uh, destroyed. You know, when it's not just okay. I'm I'm just here. And I'm gonna do this mission, is, and I'm definitely gonna win. There's no problem. If you can put that kind of stress level on yourself, like you can, you can feed that into the chat, which always seems to be interesting. Yeah.
1: Which is, yeah. I think, you get like, with
0: like PVP too, you know. Which it just yeah. is not as, like you said, it's not. You can't just press a button and all of a sudden you got a 20-man battle on your hands, you know. And you can, you can yeah. stress out about all this other, you know, fighting that's going on. You, but you can do that with the, with the bisses.
1: Absolutely. Abyssals did make me rage quit when I lost, uh, I think it was an Omen Navy issue. <laughs> to, <laughs> because I was, like, I was doing perfect on one of the difficulties, whatever it was, two or three. And then I switched to like the next one and I just got obliterated in two seconds and I was like, what?
2: <laughs> oh boy, uh, I got a story for you about that. But I will say that the other reason why it's really great for streaming is that the Abyss is visually stunning. Like it, there's so many yeah, amazing. Yeah, it does businesses. look really cool. Yeah, it is just visually um, awesome to look at and watch and stuff like that. So.
1: And you're fighting I, trigs.
2: Yeah, uh, and yeah, you encounter all different kinds of things. So different kinds of problems happen, and and you also can teach people what's going on because, the thing is, is that the abyss is about learning the abyss. You have to if you if you want to get up to those higher tiers, it's not just about buying the expensive ship. In fact, if you do that, that's that's you're just going to lose an expensive ship. Uh, you have to learn what all of the rats are and what do they do, and what the, and what is your ship's Achilles heel. Like if you, this is one of the things, like you want to run. I I recommend people like tier one is to teach you the physical structure of the abyss. Tier two teaches you what rats are out there. Uh, tier three is where you start to deal with the encounters themselves. And so I recommend people running like fifty to hundred tier threes before they ever move on. And even when I switch to a different ship. I I still run 20 times in tier three because the key is, is that you have to experience the thing that threatens you. You may not understand what it is that might kill your ship. And if you encounter it in tier four or tier five, it will kill your ship. You want to encounter it in tier three. So that way you can understand where your weakness is and you can Mm -hmm. pilot it correctly when you get there. Right. So here's my example. I bought a Deimos, right? This was, like, pretty late into my streaming career. I was hot shit. We were making tons of money with invasions. So I'm going to show off by buying a Deimos. I bought a a Deimos and a brand new pod. Five billion plus total for the whole thing. I went into the Abyss. I ran five different uh, Tier 3 runs. It was easy as shit. All right, fine. I can do this. And Fonsui's in the background saying, you should be running more. And I'm like, nah, man, we're good. I jump into a tier five or tier four, and I think it was my second one. I jump into a room with a bunch of Damovics, and it has some newting Damovix and some uh, tracking disruption Damovix. And I made the wrong decision. I, I had thought, uh, you know, in my brain, the newts were the thing that was the most dangerous to me. And what I didn't mm. realize was that I was completely ineffective. So within yep. probably two hours of losing my ship or of, of buying this ship, I lose it on stream. And let me tell you, man. Nah,
1: that sounds exact. I mean, mine was way cheaper, but like, it's, it's like the same situation, right? Because it's, the abysses are hard.
2: The The thing is, this is why I think that the abyss is a great way to learn, is because in the abyss, everything's fine until it's not. <laughs> and, and, it, and I, it, like, that's funny. Like, it is funny to say, but like, if you think about it, the problem with learning Eve is that it's far too common for you to, like, if you die, you literally have no idea what happened or what you did wrong. Especially if you're doing it in, like, TV oh, yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: your, your, your shit's just gone and you're like, um... Which what? is, sometimes the Eve community is great about
0: that, as long as you're not crying, um, usually. Yeah, well, like, and, and I, it's I try... So funny. If you like, punch somebody in the face and they don't cry, you're like, come on in, buddy. But if they yeah, cry, you're like, ah, oh, give, give me a cup, I need to get some tears.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the the if some if someone just yelling at you, I'm just gonna be like, "I love you too, man. Awesome." But if they say like, "How did you do that?" Yeah, I don't understand so how people. you did that. And I'll, I'll be like, "Yeah, this is how I did it. It's exactly like this. Is how the game works." Or some in some cases, I didn't even know how I did something, so I had to like ask somebody else. Wait, how is this possible? <laughs> and then you learn that. yourself. I don't know how I killed that guy. I think it was. Um, the, the first time I learned that um, in Faction Warfare, if the system uh, you're in is owned by the other uh, side, they don't get tether on upwell structures.
2: Man, that is and a lesson everybody has to learn themselves, a, isn't it?
1: And, and it was great because I just murdered this dude outside the crack house and he was he was Cal Mill. That was back when, when the Taurus was in uh, Gal Mill. And um I actually wasn't um I wasn't in faction warfare myself, so I did no idea at the time why is he not tethered? I don't know. I just shot him and blew him up. I'm gonna keep doing it <laughs> like, and and then he asked me how I didn't how did I not have tether? And I was like, I have no idea. Let me ask Frozen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I did know. I think I did yeah. right
1: at the time. <laughs> yeah, you did. You told me, you told me, and I was like, Oh, apparently this. And I was like, Well, that's good to know.
2: Yeah but also like as an outsider or as a as a person that tries to help people out with the abyss. The other thing I like about it is like again, the death is very obvious, right? So, time and time and time again, I've had people come to me and go, "The abyss is bullshit. I hate it. What what happened?" It's just total bullshit. Okay, what killed you? Uh, uh some drifter battleship or something. Did you spiral? What's spiraling? Okay, well then, let's talk about that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, if you tell me what room you were in, I can probably tell you what killed you, what you did wrong, and what you need to do better next time. That's um, cool.
0: So, and you're doing a lot of these streamings. Uh, I've seen a lot of stuff on you doing, like, whenever I jump on. I mean, truthfully, uh, I'm always like, I, I want to see some faction Warfare stuff. I see how Tharasi's, oh, he's doing, he's doing... This this yeah. other yeah. stuff that, but I do I find it interesting to a small degree. But I can see why it's a very appealing to the broad community of the Eve Online uh, watchers. Um, so, yeah. I just uh, I always found that really interesting that you've kind of so you've moved over. So, if I understand this correctly, you've moved your your YouTube channel in a focus of lore and and running abyssal
2: sites. Well, so like uh, my whole tagline is uh, putting even to context for my fellow Empyreans, right? So, mm. uh, for example, right now the the video I'm working on is going to be a breakdown of uh, locations, shareable bookmarks, and uh, access lists, because that's something I get. I got asked twice in a single day, "How do I share a bookmark?" And the problem is, is that that's the kind of issue that when you need it, you think that it's going to be a simple process and it's a not simple and b you have to start from the entire opposite direction so it's like (laughs) i have no idea
0: how to do bookmarks to be honest anymore you get eve CCP, you fucked me in your bookmark shit. <laughs> uh, but I know that somebody can share me bookmarks. I know how to access it. I don't not know how to share a bookmark to the, anybody anymore. The and, thing is, is and that that that's just my that's great. my <laughs> fault. I'm an old, stupid man. So, but if you want to oh, yeah. if you want to teach an old man a new trick, I'd be love. I'd love it.
2: I'll send you the video when I'm re- when it's ready. But no, uh, the, the short of it is, is that you know, there's a thing called access lists, which is what CCP introduced mm-hmm. to the game to improve off of the old, like, you know, how structures used to like operate on standings and stuff. Well, mm-hmm. access list is how you control access to upwell structures. So now you can apply those access lists to bookmarks. So that's the problem is, is that like, when somebody says, how do I share a bookmark? I say, well, first you need to make an access list. And now they're having to learn a whole nother concept when they're already trying to learn this concept. <laughs> and it's just, it's rough. So yeah, I'm making a, a video to kind of break it all down. And, I'll, and, you know, hopefully one of the things I try to do is Always try to sprinkle in a bunch of fun facts and, you know, advanced things or, you know, uh, things that, like, even if you think you know what you're doing, you can watch the video and hopefully pull something out.
0: Yeah, I would, I I like that kind of stuff. Like, it's like, uh, it's what YouTube, I feel like, is where it's at its, like, core of, like, helping store the information of the human society in one easily accessible place. And it's like, if I want to know how to fix my car, I can go to YouTube. If I need to know how to fix my Roomba, I can go to YouTube. If I need to know how to play EVE Online, I can go to YouTube. But there is always going to be holes in there. And I think you're filling some really important holes
1: there. Yeah, I think Frozen wants you to fill his holes. Yeah, fill them all
0: with as much as you can. Uh, Big oof.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah. And that's that's the thing, though. Like, I I generally try to focus on the things that I feel are important but not enough people are talking about right Mm -hmm. so like back in the golden day of faction warfare when people were still publicly maligning it I was the one that like put a lot of tension into no this stuff is happening it's cool um and you know now that invasions or now that the lore has become a pretty important thing over the last couple of years all of a sudden you know more and more people are looking around for answers and not a lot of people have those answers mm-hmm. and so you know being able to be out there i'm not the most knowledgeable person in lore but i'm the guy who's willing to go out there and talk to everybody about it yeah. you know and publish so...
0: content every you know new content because there's a lot of old content out there um, yeah but it's but it's older you know it's out of date it's it's harder to right. it's not keeping up with the new lore um you know and I, I guess I'm uh kind of springboard a little bit off of that. One thing I'm kind of interested in is who is doing faction war right now. I kind of did a little search around and I'm I can't find anybody, which is why I was like, this is the time to do a podcast for faction warfare. That yeah. I'm a little bit of a bitch where I'm like, I'm gonna be you know we're the Galente uh, Federation frontline report. We're gonna we're gonna roleplay this shit like bitches. Uh, but really like I really want to just put a spotlight on faction warfare and i'm just trying to find other people that are shining this spotlight on here and i'm not finding it i'm just wondering if you know about who who right now is really pushing the content media wise for for faction warfare um giving giving them a shout out too because i'm gonna go watch their shit so you get a download out of me if if you know anybody
2: yeah well um i I, I some I occasionally do. I did the uh, I streamed a whole bunch of the Intaki campaign mm-hmm. um, and, and split out those videos on my YouTube. Um, but uh, it's true. A lot of people are kind of taking a pause right now. Like Corvus Anzo is uh, usually a big person for the Kaldari. OK. Um, uh, Baleful Dysnomia isn't so much Faction Warfare, but, you know, she's Faction Warfare when she needs to be for the Mimitar. Um and then you know, I like I said, I've done stuff with Galente, but you guys have one of the reasons. One of the reasons why I've I've been able to focus on other things is because there are groups like you that it's like, oh good, somebody is taking care of faction warfare. And honestly, having done this for this long and having I tried to make a podcast called Cross Faction at one point. Um, I think that this is the correct answer to just be like, we're Galente and we're going to give the Galente perspective. Because, Gal's and
1: Mills, fuck yeah,
2: yeah, because like. Any attempt to try to be neutral will just be undermined and trying to get people to like come together, like if having proper representation from all sides has historically failed every single time and. Furthermore, we're, like, we're
0: propaganda, man. This is this is uh, we are yeah. we are the we are the bad news of EVE Online, and I'm fine with being <laughs> the one. Like I literally, like when I see people posting on my YouTube videos, like that's the wrong perspective. I'm like, thank you for posting and being really mad at my show <laughs> yeah. because and, you know, that means you care. You and and, and it, this is not. I'm not trying to persuade you politically. I'm not trying to like alter your universal view in the universe. Truthfully, we're just a bunch of murderers who, like, are just pulling up the flag of the Galente, just like I pull up the flag of the Packers. It doesn't, yeah. it's just a fucking team, dude. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be really mad. I love my Keldari counterparts. I love my, my Amar po- counterparts and Mimitar counterparts. I want them to see, to do well. I want us to have fun fights. And I'm not here to, to win as much as I am, you know, here to have some fun. But we are a pro okay, But, I, I but then there's Samson like killing, and then other people. I who, like, and you can tell them how much you hate. I you just like killing you. all of them.
2: <laughs> I have a message to all of those guys in your comments. If, if you Go don't think it. this is the correct, correct uh, perspective, don't. Make a comment. That's great. <laughs> then make your own goddamn video. That'd make your own
1: that's... fucking news channel. Exactly. This and, isn't and I... the squid news.
2: And I'm not even being flippant about that. That's why I, think I want more. this Was a good idea. No, it's
1: true. Because... Exactly. We need competition to, to not, not just to create more fun content, but to, to make to force us to be better. Yeah, right we don't need i mean one
2: unified podcast we need right. four podcasts yes you know what i mean yeah. like of yes the
0: two. exactly i'm 100 percent for that i think we should have so a this is a call out
1: that's yeah we're, we're is calling a call you
0: out motherfuckers get on all your- the <laughs> other
1: fucking factions need to get their own goddamn news <laughs> and we and one
0: thing we are doing i want to mention ours is the quick, best news of course the
1: best the hugest news the bestest of the best the bestest of the best news we've, we've
0: got an emperor motherfuckers that runs we got emperor this motherfucking
1: shit. joe bane hell yeah
0: so, okay. but, but I do, we do have some people that are coming on that are from the Amar War Zone and from the Mimitar War, or from the Mimitar, from Ooh. the Keldari, and we're gonna talk to them. I not be able
1: to contain myself.
0: <laughs> I, I,
1: I, I wouldn't, I didn't sign on for this. You, um, you
0: didn't. I what? I'm the one who's, like, <laughs> who's, like, pulling all these people, and I love these guys, like, I, I, I do, I... I love EVE, I love everybody who plays EVE, and this is why when I went out and partied with people, it's, I was like, okay, I gotta, go, I gotta go play EVE with these guys, but I found I just don't like, I like Faction Chat Warfare, it's it's, I'm stupid, now. I'm so stupid, but I love <laughs> the horrible place that is Faction Warfare, it's, it's hard, we have the most restrictions, who can go into low sec and can't dock in a station?
1: I can't. Yeah, that's obnoxious. <laughs> I lie a bunch of shit locked up. Not not as bad as other people, but yeah, it, it is it is annoying and, and we're gonna fight to get it back.
0: <laughs> For fuck's sake, spell check isn't even close. Lol. I just
1: uh chat. <laughs> that was beautiful. But yeah, yeah, no, go go make your own fucking podcast, man. This is this is Joe Bain's house. Oh man. Did you... Yeah,
2: but yeah, my point is is that like we need more content creators, right? Like make a thing. People will people listen to it?
1: Yeah. No, they will. I mean, th- there's 25 people right now, mostly because Ash is here, I'm sure. They're all his people. But <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like, we, I, we just started this show, and, you know, it, it's, it's been a lot of fun so far, and people are interested, and we're interested in people being interested. Um, <laughs> and, and I joke a lot about just killing everybody, and I have, um, because it's fun, but... Uh, it's also fun to it is a community eve i found that eve overall is a community so in the pvp when i say when someone asks me a question how did you kill me um i, I give them the answer and they're usually very thankful um and sometimes we can recruit them and, and other times i ask people like like uh frozen when we got fucking dropped uh, by bomber's bar <laughs> when we were just the two of us camping in the the the, the Taurus- Nissou Gate Nistel-gate in Nitaurus yeah. and um uh, we had no idea how they did it because we did not know at the time that a blobs could bridge any sinos because it was just an industrial sino. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, and and all of a sudden there's stealth bombers. I was so, so
0: confused. I on, like on, literally man. did not know this. And I and I knew like I should know this. I should know this. This is it was stupid yeah. of me. And I was like I was like, oh that's an industrial sino. They're gonna bring a jump freighter and <laughs> I
2: was like, oh so, my god, uh, so much red. I've gotta run. <laughs> you, I, this is a bit of a deviation, but do you know why? Hey, no, so
0: I, I remember, I do remember very specifically when the Sino changes all came in. There was a bunch of weird shit that started happening because for a long time it was like if you had a jump raider, you had to fucking have a recon ship bring you in for like what, like a month or two that they had that. But yeah, go ahead uh, if you if yeah. you know the full story on this, I know a little bit. Oh yeah, but.
2: I, was at, I was at Vegas and uh, they they. Ryze explained this actually in a in a panel that didn't get recorded. So, um, but basically, this was something that was much more wider known back in 2010 era. I found out through Google. But every sino and sino capable ship has what's called a, a sinusoidal harmonics uh, score. And so the idea is is that as long as the sino that's being lit has a score that's higher than the ship, then the ship can jump to it. And industrials have a a score of zero. Um, Normal ships have a scale of five. And and black ops have a scale of negative five. Because black ops, black ops, uh, sinos, have to only be for black ops which means black ops has to be lower than all of the other numbers but that also means that now anything that can jump to black ops by definition also can jump to any other sino because it's just a score
0: interesting yeah that's (laughs) i'm happy that there's some people in chat who are like what the fuck (laughs) like Yeah, we need. Oh no, it's, if you're listening, what we said. this is the new universe that we're in right now. Is that an industrial <laughs> is tank the living fuck out of, and you start tackling.
2: We killed it, it. by it's the gonna, way.
1: We did. We did. We we lost we two knots, but the we bait. got the fucking hey, bait. Hey, it, we got more points than they did. We did. They got, like Z-Kill two points.
2: More points. <laughs> Props, Z killed. It is. That's... It is legitimately <laughs> one of my favorite like stories that I get told. Like every once in a while, like somebody will come to me and be like. You know that they just took some bait on, like there's an industrial or a venture or whatever and knew it like, was bait they went i didn't know to it was it. a
1: black ops fleet
2: yeah they're like <laughs> there's an industrial sino and black ops came through and i was like yep that's how it, it's like surprise motherfucker like that is that's i love because i did i had, been, I love I had it.
1: been baited before when i was solo gate camping and it was an industrial um no sino they just they just tackled me and they came in with a the, uh, you know a uh, fucking kitchen sink fleet because i mean i'm solo gate camping if as soon as they capture me i'm, I'm gonna die um but yeah when, we, when frozen was just like he had just finished telling me and i love I, I miss camping with you just sitting at this gate talking and then the bait came through and i was like that's bait that's bait and then we were like, wait, Sino, and then we were you like, were like take a look at local,
0: what does is, what is Nissawa look for local? Nothing, really, just the normal blues, all right, no, there's we're all nobody, good there. There's nobody in
1: Nissawa, man, there's nobody we're in there's nobody
0: <laughs> jumping in.
1: Ah, we're wait, fine. We're
0: just Sino. This bitch, what? Yeah, Fuck. I remember seeing that Sino, and just, I remember specifically thinking, what are you going to do, jump in a jump freighter? You fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah,
1: and we weren't on <laughs> comms either, so that made it worse. For us, I think we were just typing to each other like I, I was like, Yeah, it's that's, how it's cool. we, we, we that's how both I, of us died. That's how both of us died. Exactly.
2: I i just I love that moment of like you're you think you're fighting an industrial Sino and a black ops come through. And that moment of like, what is even happening? like that's so because it's black ops. Like, I just I don't know. It's it, there's something about it that's just Chef's kiss. Yeah, I have
0: to say I was <laughs> no. Really it was impressed. beautiful. I was really impressed. And I they like, they dropped they job. dropped
1: the bombers bar satisfaction form in the in local it's, a couple of times. It, it's t- also why I
0: in. now realized why I had I, I was shipping around in my DST, you know, in Lowsack, just getting some ships around to where I need them to be, and all of a sudden, like, I had to go FK. I'm like, of course, I'm like dumb working and trying to like, you know, like just ship some stuff around real quick and all of a sudden, you know, major incident happens. I got to go deal with it. And I totally forget about it. I go back to my computer like 30 minutes later and there's like 30 frigates surrounding me, locking me up. But nobody's shooting me. And I'm just like, "Why I'm I'm pirate. Like you should just be able to murder me. Um what's going on here?" And all of a sudden, like I just warp off. And now, now it clicks with me is that they were like, "This is bait. This is definitely bait." He's just sitting here waiting for thirty minutes for somebody to like shoot him.
2: Yeah, never not take bait.
0: <laughs> Always take the bait because it might but not. No, be bait.
2: I. But that is actually something I really like because you know, mechanics that have a one hundred percent set answer of what you that you know what it means. I, I don't think that there is interesting, right? So so if you know that the only things that can come through an industrial Sino is industrial ships and other st- crap like that, then you know that you can go and just take care of it. But now, every once in a while, it's going to be Black Ops.
0: Yeah, you got to shred his box every time that you see a Sino, or it's, every time you see a, a, a industrial ship that's, you know, casually flying through low sec like i i have never been terrified of industrial ships until that day happened and then now i'm like okay i'm gonna take a step no, back i'd still take
1: gonna... the bait again in fact i did it on my stream <laughs> later
0: uh um, oh, except you guys it have was a pilgrim
1: happen? well no it was a pilgrim and and they, they just fucking dropped it was snuff. they dropped dreads on our face oh so, like yeah I mean, like i when i had a full a full gate camp fleet most of us got out i think only lost a was few, that wednesday night myself. that you when you went yeah out? that was that was when i was fc yeah that was the last Your that was first the end of the FC-ing, stream that was they uh, get dropped by I, snuff i wish <laughs> i would have been there to All be
0: able to see but the reason why you were seeing <laughs> is i was gone so i was like yes there.
1: the reason yeah so that that was actually i mean serendipitous i guess because it was a lot of fun
0: it's great <laughs> awesome um Real quick, um, let's kind of like bring this back a little bit. We've kind of gone off on some major tangents, which uh, which I'm cool with. I love that this has been. and we were oh, yeah. way over time. Absolutely. I'm, I'm gonna continue to. <laughs> I do you believe to... I
2: warned you about this? <laughs> I love yeah. it, man. I love it.
0: This is how.
1: No, i it's drinking, good. It's just
0: I'm relaxing. I'm having a good time with my buddy, um, my buddies, and chat's been cool. You guys rock. Um, you know, all cheers to all the Amar, all the Keldari that are like. I'm gonna watch the stupid, evil Calente news. Um, but, but bringing it back a little bit here, um, what what are some of the changes that you'd like to see in faction warfare? If you had, if you had if you had CEO control of CCP, what would you do to fix faction warfare? And maybe you don't think it needs to be fixed. Maybe you just want to see something, or maybe you think it's perfect the way that it is. But tell us, what's your take on faction warfare, and what would you like to see it to be?
2: Not that last one. Um, So, (laughs) like, I've been part of a a bunch of, like, faction warfare panels and all that stuff throughout the years. Um, And... So, first of all, I want to point out that a lot of the things that were problems with faction warfare when it was, like, rotting, like, neglect, um, the the issues that stood, the biggest ones, those have actually all been fixed for the most part. Um, It's just that a lot of those fixes came in as, like, onesies and twosies. And so, like, mechanically... Faction warfare is in a much much better place than it was before. Um, in fact, I think that me- mechanically, faction warfare is in a great place. There's a couple of things like I, I could tier my my wish list. I suppose um, fundamentally, the biggest problem with faction warfare is its rewards, not its uh, tasks. So the the rewards favor the winner um, and while apathy and underdog story and all that stuff does tend to sometimes you know change the war zone eventually it it would seem to feel like it's way more sensible or you would like it just feels like it should be that if your team is losing they're willing to give you more to be to go help them win right i always found that to-
0: interesting how how does the fucking pendulum swing even happen with the way that this the entire time that Faction Warfare has been out there, the winning side gets all of the benefits. And it's still Pendulum Swing happens. I don't know how the fuck it happens, but I don't like that idea that the winning side is the, like, king on fucking the hill that, like, all of a sudden gets, like, tons of money to stay on top of the hill. But I don't understand how it swings back and forth, though. And I I always personally felt like it was just bots that, like, you know, like somebody figured out the magical formula of like when it's pop proper to move things back and forth and just controls the fucking universe. Diana, I, I, <laughs> I, mean,
2: I, lo- I love, I love that you said it the way that you did, because I actually wrote back when uh, INN was the matani.com. Uh, I wrote an article called pendulum or apathy swings, the pendulum, which was uh, so as the Galente were winning uh, at that point, when we took the whole war zone, there's another uh, blogger named Poetic Stanzel, who was Amar Militia, and so they had what was known as the Nightmare Scenario, which was, you know, their prophecy was that basically the Galente and would win, and then United would just stomp out any emergent uh, effort of the Kaldari or the, uh, you know, the Amar. Um, At the beginning of and, Faction
0: Warfare, I believed that shit. I was like, we're we're right. going to stamp these fuckers. What the fuck are they going to do?
2: So we take the war zone and immediately fall from tier five and like start losing systems. And, you know, the people who worked so hard to take the last systems, like the leadership is kind of burned out, you know, whatever. And so I, I outlined all of this. And like I said, it was called Apathy Swings the Pendulum. And I was like, see, look. There won't be one winner because once you because it is far more interesting to to fight to win than to be winning right like you can that's, only survive as a winner for so long
0: that's true. So interesting It it's true like i don't i like the beginning of faction warfare i would have told you you're crazy like what are you talking about and maybe it isn't I've always kind of like held this deep-seated bullshit excuse of like, ah, it's is the fucking bots. But I think your explanation that it is apathy that swings the pendulum—that is very apparent that it's happening right now. Like, Keldari will take all of the systems, but you're not going to hold all of the systems. It's too much. It's you're not going. You're not going to care as much when you've like, okay, I've taken the whole solar system, or the whole galaxy that I can take. Keeping them is much more of a work than it is fun to like retake them.
2: Also, I mean, like, once you hit a certain amount. So think about it this way: uh, mission running doesn't provide you anything for war zone control. So, the more you win as a war zone control focused person, the less places you have to do where what you do to make money offensive plex you actually starve yourself out of your own content as you get towards that final stages, um, which is also kind of interesting. But to the subject of bots, like obviously there has been some pretty uh, pernicious bots, I think that's the word, uh, recently that has gotten a lot of attention, but the idea of this like background burn of the war zone has always existed because there's always been you know this it's it's easy isk right if you can plex in a system that no one's paying attention to then it's easy isk and if you fly in a throwaway ship then even if it goes wrong who gives a shit right so the idea of people just out there doing you know plexing wherever they can for money is uh is its own piece of the puzzle and in the in the older days one of the things that i remember was intensely important was not just are we winning, but is the public perception that we are winning? Because if we can convince the player base as a whole that we are the winning team, then it would behoove them to come make money on our team, thereby increasing how much we are burning the war zone and flipping it faster. That it was actually an inspiration, motivation, propaganda effort to you know, and you could see, you know, at, or we would watch faction warfare statistics day in, day out to see like how many plexes Caldari was making in a day versus Galente was making in a day. And you could see when the public opinion was shifting over from one way to another, regardless of what was actually happening. That's why you see such big announcements about victories and stuff like that, because you want to constantly get it out there. It's, at, it's recruitment, it's advertising. Even if they don't join your corp, if they make a faction warfare alt to go plex up some stuff because you're now in tier three, well, guess what? That's that's one more person running plexus and it don't matter to you.
0: Right. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, so we are kind of running up on a time that I do kind of want to bring us to an end here. I definitely want to get you back on to sorry. the podcast here. No, no, no yeah, don't be absolutely. sorry. I, this is no, no, part gonna,
2: two and part three, want, man. I do want to answer the, oh, the, your question. Go though, ahead. Then we can wrap it up. So I do have uh, my 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 suggestion for faction warfare which is something that I call campaigns. Basically a cycle of 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 a short period of time like 1 to 3 to 2 weeks where a specific constellation is focused on and it is broadcasted to the player base as a whole that this is going to be the focus and it lasts for you know it's time when it's done the reports of all of the activity within that constellation is you know parsed rewards during that time in those constellation is you know increased um you know leaderboards can be built off of it Fuck you know yeah. whatever automatically there could be like a new eden report automatically from ccp but more importantly you can tie this into part of the story or part of the universe where now you know th- this is how old of an example it is uh, Rodin, the then president of the United uh, of the Galente Federation, says that we are going to retake Intaki, and so, they're now Intaki becomes the campaign system, and therefore at the end of the campaign, who owns Intaki will matter, and it'll matter permanently, <clears> because Fucking now, love that. Now. Now the next election, Rodin loses because he's disgraced because <gasps> you didn't take Intakey, and, talkie. Buck, and then the next yeah. person and that makes the next thing. And now, as a storyteller, I can say, the player base did this, the NPCs did this, the player base did this, the NPCs did this. Oh, uh, there are games like Ingress does that a lot, where like it's it's faction territory warfare, but they have specific events with specific focus that m- jo- you know move forward the narrative. No and meaning says something won-
0: about this. Sounds like an eve. Pandora thing. I'm not sure if anybody understands what that means, but I don't.
2: I'm not sure, but okay. you can also like tie, you know, rewards, titles, medals, all sorts of stuff to these kinds of activities. So like, yeah, if you miss it, you might have to wait till the next time Intaki becomes the system. That and then
0: that's beautiful, dude. And then
2: the the next step from that, if you really want to go insane, is you take the old uh, the invasion mechanic, right? So they mm-hmm. prove that they can make. Basically, modify temporarily a system, uh, including its security status. So, what if systems within the Galente Caldari war zone could become contested? Either randomly or pre- predetermined or by player activity, a specific system in high sec will temporarily become low sec and become a faction warfare system that we fight over and then at the end of the time it goes back to being high sec but it's now owned by the winner and that and that winner gets to keep it until it goes vulnerable again and so it still counts as points it still counts towards war zone control so then there's these like key systems and to the rest of the player base they don't give a shit whether or not it says galente or caldari in the top left hand corner in some in some faction warfare or in some high sec system but it gives us an opportunity to you know mutate the the space in a certain way and and maybe even push you know galente into caldari or amar into Mimitar in a in a certain way hmm.
0: yeah i like that. i like some of that i mean that's definitely i think that's an interesting route to go and uh no meaning kind of explained a little bit here Eve pandora is a beta campaigns website developed by one of the minmil guys they give five uh 50 million is for the top kills in the gal mill over a period of time, um, so but I mean what you're describing is a little bit more in depth, you know, has like Eve's story it and involves everything CCP. like that. It's involved right. CCP's actions and involved. And, and there if was if
1: you were to make it a low sec system for that time, I mean pirates could have a little fun there too. Now, what a no more Concord if it's low sec,
2: right? right. Exactly, which is what happened in faction warfare or during uh, invasions, right? So... During
0: the Pet- Perchakiven craziness
2: well every each system as they entered into first liminality oh
0: right right yes because it was all over the galaxy it wasn't just the systems that got switched over yeah well I I, i think
2: there's only there's only like one system that went into first liminality that didn't end up going to final liminality oh really yeah, it was incredibly difficult to pull it back once it's been. You would, been really you would like to
0: see time. that not to be as difficult, I'm guessing, with the, with the faction warfare, where it's not as it seemed pretty predetermined. It felt like a little bit. Um, right. This doesn't no, well, need to be.
2: This it was not predetermined, first of all. But my point is, is that like <laughs> the the issue was, is that once one side won the first phase of the conflict, and so moved it into phase two. Basically, the, the the chances that it entered into phase three was like 99 percent because mm-hmm. you already were pushed into your side. Um, you know, it, it, with with liminalities, it was even worse because now it's low sec. That changes the rules for everybody, right? So now only the people that were willing to proceed with that w- would even be able to push it. So once we were able to take something into the, f- the first liminality, finishing it off was relatively easy. Meanwhile, with when it came to the Edencom side of things. Um when it's a hundred percent how well you can run the sites and how many of the rats you can kill. And so with everything like at full war, it doesn't move the ticker at all. And so it was basically impossible to pull it back fifty, you know, the 50% over to pull it back into liminality once it was into uh readout. But There was one time where the uh, Edencom said, Nope, screw this, and went into First Liminality and ripped it back from us, and it became a fortress. And if you go there, there is now a captured Daz Porvitium transmuter um, that they've done research on. (laughs) But my point is that they actually could use the mechanics of faction warfare, of of invasions for faction warfare. Um, The. Even this selection of systems for invasions, chapter three, was done by A.I. So that entire system ran more or less automatically. And so uh, the same way the campaign system could be.
0: I do apologize. I'm totally distracted by by the, the like, fucking whale sound.
2: <laughs> are there whales in space, Eve? Yes, yes, there, there
1: are, are whales, whales in space, Eve.
2: <laughs> Haven't you watched Doctor Who? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly
0: um awesome i okay i do apologize i got totally distracted there um i do want to give you a little segment i know you got a lot of stuff um if you could shoot me over make sure you just uh in the chat we got going to discord if you could just shoot me over a bunch of your links to any of the cool shit that you do one personally i want to check them all out make sure that i have all of them because i think i think i'm most of them but um if you could just give a little shout out, tell us what you're doing, what your projects, what you, what your passion is. Kind of just open this up to like, this is your advertisement. Go out there, tell us what, tell us what you've been up to, Ash. What you plan on doing. What's going on with Ash these days?
2: Uh, I just linked you a link and it was not what I expected it to be. So that one's wrong. Um, I'll have to go find it. Porn. Uh, no. So. As I say, I've been in I've been playing this game since 2010, talking about it since 2012. And I'm here to put even to context for you, my fellow Empyreans. I stream most weekdays, uh, usually during my my son's school day. So like early morning uh, American time or, you know, uh, yeah, whatever that ends up being. And put then, it into but, Eve
0: time. What, what what's oh, what's God. Eve time that you you normally? I want to
2: say it's like twenty hundred right around there somewhere. But honestly, I've been doing less content in game because uh, you know I, it's easier for me to like make videos that actually explain it and then put it out there than draw undue attention to me in in the universe at the moment. Um, but all of my streams get put onto my YouTube channel um, and as well as my more polished content. Um including I just came out with my second video in my Who Are the Triglavian series. So I'm loving that video... Triglavian
0: series. That's pretty fucking good man.
2: Yeah, the first one focuses on the Zoria messages from Zoria Triglav and is kind of like an overview of everything. And then I've done one now on the uh Drifter uh AEA data streams. So as I said, I'm going to be working on other things, including more practical ones like um, uh, the locations one, and I want to do like a fittings guide a little bit and some other stuff like that. But ultimately, what I try to do is help figure out what people need like help with and and fill that gap, as you said. So you know, I did um, the CSM election uh, interviews. And uh, I did a little bit of those, too.
0: And I like the ones that you did as well. Thank you.
2: Yeah. um, So ultimately, I I recommend coming and following my stream and following my YouTube uh, because my goal is to take what's going on in Eve and help people understand what it means and maybe why it's happening, both in lore, mechanics, changes, you know, whatever. Um, And so that's it. That's what I do.
0: Awesome, yeah. We'll and we'll make sure to, in the show notes we'll have links to all that. I know you've got a really awesome website for the Imperium. Uh, one thing I don't kind of want to ask um, is how if I wanted to get Golden Age stories into the Imperium, if I wanted into the convention of Imperiums. Um, what, what do I have to do in order to do that? Do I have, does it have to be my Alliance? Does it have to be, can I do it as a corp? Can I do it as an individual? What does it take to get, get part of this organization that you've built? Because it seems to be bigger than just join an Alliance.
2: Right. Well, so first of all, I want to clarify a lot of people hear it wrong. It's not Imperium or Imperium as in like the Imperium, the bees that run the thing. It's, it's actually Imperian with an E at the beginning. Uh, E-N-P-E-Y. Um, Empyrean is the highest heaven in, like, Dante's Paradiso. It And so ah. the Empyreans are the angels that live with God. And in the book, The Empyrean Age, the, the um, Concord representative from the Mimitar gives a speech in which he says that truly the Capsuleers are the Empyreans of the age, the spirits that will lead us to the future or something along those lines. I don't remember the second line automatically, but yeah, that's where the, that's where the word Empyrean got coined in our universe. And so the era of Capsuleers is known as the Empyrean age. I love that word. And that's why I kind of, I've always said like greetings, fellow Empyreans and all that stuff. Uh, cause I think that Capsuleer is just kind of me comparatively. Um, but yeah, and so, too
1: many syllables.
2: <laughs> I, I like to say that Capsuleer is my job. Empyrean is who I am. Um, but no, it, it, the Convocation of Imperians, most of the time to join the Convocation proper, we ask that you join Mauro, which is our high sec department. We could theoretically invite other corporations. But honestly, one of the things is that I'm about supporting as many organizations as possible. So um, when I had structures, uh, ally, you know, pretty much anybody who helps provide a good space for EVE Online, you know, players in EVE Online that ch- is willing to agree to not use our own tools against us, has access to all of our all of our resources, right? So, you know, our structures, our, uh, you know, our web tools, etc. because I want to help people, like, have their thing, right? Like, because it's, it's not just about having the convocation as the most powerful entity. We're mostly just a high-sec alliance. It, it's about, you know, that being what they're supposed to be—a a, um, capsular advocacy group, more or less. The mission objective of the Convocation Empyreans is to uh, maximize player engagement with EVE Online. So, um, if you're even if you're not interested in joining the Convocation, you're more than welcome to join our Discord um, and come and ask questions and hang out and participate in our stuff. Uh, throw an alt in the convocation like roll up a new alpha to throw an alt in the convocation to get all to be considered in the convocation with all your characters it's fine we don't have any like i'm not about our job is to try to support as many people as possible so as long as it doesn't get us into a political pro- problem with other people then it should be fine that's awesome okay.
0: that's that's great dude i i love that uh, what if i wanted to roll up an alt who who should i apply to
2: uh, so again, if you want to do Faction warfare, either on robotics. If you don't, then Malro, Malevolent Row Industries. Awesome. Um, All right,
0: um, I'll make sure to get that in into the show notes so that you guys know what to join up. And and truthfully, I'm just going to roll an alt into into your stuff just because. <laughs> nice. um I I you know I'm I am a little bit touching here in the right? FC for the for for the Golden Age stories and and for the Golden Age Empire which. Is a really asinine, I like, I feel like an asshole sometimes when I, with with the name, the way that it, because I, that's my last name is Golden, so I'm like, I'm a, I'm a piece of shit in this universe, but I love it, I love being a
2: piece of shit. We, we all are, we're monsters. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, um, just throwing out my name oh, yeah. there,
0: man, it's very important. I, it's like gold it's like a G-O-L-D-E-N, so, you know, you just wordplay it and you're a bitch and that's how it's done. So, uh, but awesome, Bye. thank you so much for coming on to the show here. Um, yeah, dude. I'm so really awesome. excited about a lot of the stuff that you're doing. I'm really excited about Faction Warfare. I, I see a future in, in this universe. I'm super excited. Um, my last name, you say your last name is Golden. Like, yeah, that's how I say it. That is that is how I say it. Um, but awesome. <laughs> um, it, it's it been a great time. I really want to get you back on here. You've got so much lore. It's been great talking to you. It's been great working with you on a little bit um, you know that I have, have been. And I really wish that I would have been involved with, with X-Men. I, I still, to this day, I'm like, God damn it. I should have fucking put my alt as the fucking CEO. And I could have just kept on thinking, what the fuck <laughs> going on there. But just the no. The, I mean,
2: like, it's important for leadership to be involved. Right? Exactly. Leadership has to have, it sets a tone for everybody else. If, if leadership isn't there, then why would anybody else be? So I think that you made the right decision ultimately.
0: No, that, that's kind of how I felt too, because I don't think that, that might not have happened if I was the one just kind of like dragging down the court by being like, I'm in goon space, I don't give a fuck what's going on here. <laughs> um, so, a- exactly, so, but thank you so much for coming on, um, we'll definitely get information in the show notes for you, and um, if you're interested in, in joining up with Faction Warfare, uh, definitely check out Aderon Robotics, also you can check out Golden Age Stories. We're we're just a bunch of murderers, uh, alts, spies. 100% welcome here. Um, also, if you have any news that you want to put onto the show here, that you you think is is a newsworthy or just a statement that comes from the Amar, the Kaldari, the uh, Mimitar, the Galente, that you're like I'm a new corporation and I I'm fighting for the Galente. You want to put out a statement? Hit up Frozen Fallout. F O F R O Z E N space. Fallout F-A-L-L-O-U-T in game frozen fallout. Or you can hit me up um at the Feder or Federation Frontline Report at gmail.com. Um go ahead and throw out some news out there. We'll we'll get that in there. Um you can also just come on to chat and just start like pasting information or I hate this 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 chat. Um <laughs> you know or whatever you want to do. Uh, but thank you all so much for watching. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Real quick, I'm going to just quickly go over... Um, we're definitely way over time, so I'm going to spend two minutes real quick just talking about the Warzone. Things have been changing! It's been super exciting. Uh, Fleet fell... Fliet with a dread. Fuck yes! Uh, and I'm going to... Ah, damn it! I wanted that story. That that was one thing. But we're a little low on time. We'll get you back on. We'll talk about throwing out dreads and shit. Um, I might just be like, ah, Can you like hit me up and record a little session? Anyways... Um, Fliette has fallen uh, to the Galente. We are back. We, we've we got our Fliette back. Fliette um, has risen. Has risen. Perfect. Risen. Um, that was on October 10th. Um, at the same time, the Mimitar took off-stold. O-F-S-T-O-L-D, off-stold. I don't know. I'm pronouncing it horribly. Um, then the Mimitar ended up taking Taff. Then Mimitar ended up taking... Uh, Sazlirinor, I don't know. Oh, a word, S A L L E U, whatever. I'm, I've now drunken too much wine, I can't even fucking read. Um, the Galente also took, um, El Parninena? El I don't Alper, know. Alper. El there we go. Yeah, um, holy fuck, the then... Mimitar took another four systems. On the 13th and 14th, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna go into that. You can check out all this stuff. There's Dotland maps. Fucking beautiful faction warfare section here. Um, but last but not least whoa, 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 today, whoa, whoa. you, you oh, use Dotland? I use Dotland because oh, but I should be using. I should. I should be using it. Aderon has a fucking awesome map for this. Um, let me i'm gonna oh, make sure it's okay. in the, in the, except in the for show right
2: note. now 404 so don't worry about it right uh, now it'll be it'll be in the
0: show notes and it'll be working when you click it on the show notes um maybe <clears throat> hopefully yeah um Mimitar then took another three systems galente took another two systems with well, a big one that i'm going to shout out is that happened today is the fall of old man star it's a beautiful system Congrats. it's got a beautiful stargate um and check it on out there, uh, there's crazy shit that happened there we were gonna go over all the cool kills that were happening in old man star today but we don't have time we just don't have time um we also
2: tell the story of the gate man <laughs> we're gonna have to do that we i should come back just for a gl- old man star up then
0: oh that would be beautiful that would be beautiful where we could just talk about old man star i think we should do that on like a uh on wednesday night but we or or on, uh not a Maybe even the official night. It doesn't matter. Anyways, I'm getting off track here. Thank you all so much for for checking this out. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. It's been two hours. Um, and this has been awesome. It's been a lot of fun hanging out with the Acerat. Yeah. We can get you back Thank on. you
1: for coming on, dude.
2: The website works. It's just the URL changed. I'm sending it over. No problem. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It was great having, having me. Sorry. I, uh, you know, I, I tried to warn you.
0: no No, i love it man. i love it when when we have a guest that we i just am jiving with and it's like i can't end the podcast right now it just we're getting to a point where we do we are running out of time unfortunately in the universe of the real um so we're gonna go ahead and get uh, shut this off here thank you all for watching thank you for coming on and have a great night
1: and remember kids joe bane once soloed a fleet of titans with a corvette